0: Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. It's a little bit after 11 o'clock Central Time. This is Patrick Timpone in the beautiful Hill Country, and we are looking for some rain. If you know any rain angels, you just send them, just send them down here. It's like, Come on down to Texas. A little bit, little bit, little dry around here, but you know, we'll break the spell soon. Good morning to you. If you like to be on the show, we have an eight uh, you know, toll-free number, triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. We take Thursdays off and then we'll be back on Friday with our regular segment uh, entitled It Takes a Long Time to Get Young. Kinda of my specialty. I don't believe in aging, so I think we'll just stick around for a while. Of course, the way the world is, you know, it might be just be easier just to leave, you know, and go somewhere else. But that's another subject all altogether. Our guest this morning is a great lady that uh, she's been on before, and she's out there in the trenches doing some very cool things. Her name is Amanda Vollmer. She's a naturopathic physician. Been so since about 2008. She had a lifelong interest in botanical medicine, martial arts girl, Reiki, Reiki and uh, she has a yummy doctor website that's really cool that you can go on and, and we'll tell you more about that. She's got all kinds of videos, and manages to stay out of trouble sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> good, good morning.
1: <laughs> good morning, Patrick. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I yeah. don't know
1: about getting staying out of trouble, per se, but... Uh. <laughs> I
0: know you do. Boy, you look great. Look at that hair on you, girl. What? Oh, man. That's going you look...
1: Yeah, great. because of the whole... Cha- all the changes that these, you know... Uh, evil ones, if you will, or the, the change makers have put on our lives, I, um, I really just, I couldn't go to any of my hair care people huh. for a very long time. And now I learned how to cut hair. I've been cutting my partner's hair uh, and I've cut my own before. It's very difficult when you have really thick curly hair and you live in a human environment, Mm-hmm. to To control things, <laughs> so uh, it's getting to that place where I think that was my last haircut I just gave myself, and I'm going to have to find someone again to go to. Yeah. At least now they aren't forcing any mask mandates or yeah. whatever yeah. ridiculousness. And over the years, so, have
0: you <laughs> have you found uh, certain um, foods and or herbs, lifestyles that are conducive to natural color hair thicker we get a lot of questions balding guys you know anything that you've come up with that you can share about the hair
1: well one of the earlier um products that i manufactured and and and, um designed was the dmso hair regrowth spray Uh which really took off because it's using horsetail um that i i wildcraft myself Hmm. dry the horsetail usually and then extract uh, the constituents, and one of the main constituents is silica, and that assists in hair strength. And then I mix that with some other oils and DMSO, dimethyl sulfoxide.
0: And you spray it on, yes. the, you spray it on the hair. Huh.
1: Correct. And um, it will uh, thicken existing hair, it will assist the regrowth of hair, it will reduce breakage of hair. Um, I've had a lot of great feedback over the years. And with certain types of male pattern baldness, there needs to be more of an internal protocol, hormone mm-hmm. balancing protocol, and uh, depending on the, um, the congestion of the blood in the body they may need to go through a, a bunch of detoxes before they see like really massive lasting effect because you don't want to keep having to use a product forever. Oh, yeah. Ideally, you want to solve the problem. Right? But
0: generally, the male pattern uh, thing is, then, a sh- hormone, sh- is a hormone thing. Excuse me, generally. Yes. But deep.
1: Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that hormone issues, hormone imbalances can lead to changes in hair patterns. And you'll see women who are, Uh, in xeno or false estrogen dominance uh they don't have enough of a balance in their progesterone and they will present more with a testosterone heavy forward which means they might get chin whiskers or a mustache Hmm. or just hair in all the wrong places
0: (laughs) kind of like love when you look for love in all the wrong places right
1: (laughs) all the wrong places patrick and uh (laughs) you know it's it's a tell it's a tell that the hormones are not quite
0: right no i understand um yeah So yeah. What's, what's the name of that product can people purchase that and if they live in the yes, united states uh, hmm.
1: of course yeah uh, dmso.store okay. is where you can purchase dmso hair regrowth spray uh and it should be applied to clean hair and scalp oh cool uh, and ideally to the scalp directly when you're really trying to stimulate the um, the the base, the shaft of the hair to stay in, and and for uh, any waste materials to be removed. And a lot of people will find their intelligence and their thinking becomes clearer because uh, it actually will penetrate in in through the scalp, uh, in through the, the blood flow right to the to the brain mm. matter. So there, it's a little bit of a bonus.
0: You're, you're, you're quite a. Uh, Uh, intellectual on the dmso you wrote a book about it right you have a book on it and uh, there's kind of isn't that the basis for sulfur the product like we we promote isn't dmso like at one point was dmso and then sulfur similar
1: well there's uh many sulfur Mm -hmm. containing you know medicines and foods and dmso is uh, has a strong sulfur component and hence sort of the smell hmm. people will get after they use it sometimes they'll get a bit of an off-gassing scent and that smells like garlic or yeah, yeah. oysters
0: yeah 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 um i have a couple of things on my list as you saw the this slide we wanted to talk a bit about urine therapy we saw your uh, i'll show you folks we saw your show with um dr Cowan. and i thought it would be fun and you know i i've uh, experimented with this for 35 years off and on Uh, but you know, guys, we don't read directions, so I've never really figured out, you know, why it works or why it's good. I just do it every now and then, and and, uh, I actually have a couple books here called uh, Your Own Perfect Medicine. That's a good one, and a few of the other ones. But um, have uh, and then I wanted to talk about a few other things, but I just wanted to ask you first off something top of mind that you kind of woke up with your. Having your breakfast, say, but it'd be fun to talk about anything top of mind that you would like to talk about, or I'll just dive in, whatever, whatever you'd like.
1: Well, you know, uh, obviously, we're we're going to get into Shivamboo, which is urine therapy, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and it it does help with hair growth too, by the oh, way, cool. and and hair color balance and, and removing gray. Hmm. Uh, well, my my mind has been on uh, trying to work. My schedule so that I can focus on creating courses for yummy.doctor, which is oh. my website that has my blogs and videos and other educational materials. And I'm trying to streamline a process. Really, my everyday goals are how can we get out of this system on every level? How can we mm-hmm. remove our consent to these contracts that are there not to serve us any longer um, and Or if they even were.
0: If they were, right. <laughs> At the outset,
1: yeah. it's questionable. Um, and also, how can I best uh, find that balance between the self-care and healthy boundaries that we all need to s- thrive uh, and be, be a mother, be a business owner, be a teacher, you know, do all the things that one needs to do without feeling the constraints of the tasks and at the same time trying to walk your path and make uh, the offerings that you're here to do in service to the rest of your um, men and women that are, are walking you wow. know, this earth. So hmm. um, my I've, I'm in a little bit of a dark night of the soul process, which I think is very normal. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I think we, we go through them every so often, and there's certain pivot points in your life where you need to really get real, like deep real with yourself and um, <laughs> why you do the things you do, your motivations and goals and reasons. Um, and when you do many things, what why are you doing what you're doing? And so I'm, I'm reevaluating all the things that I offer and why I'm mm-hmm why I'm here and and what I'm here to do. And and I feel directed toward that production that, but at the same time, I haven't had a rest like a real, it's been a long time since I've really had a vacation. I think the last time I blew off steam was when um, Andy Kaufman invited me to that retreat down in New York at the beginning of of the pandemic. And, and I just blew, I just danced and sang off key and just did silly stuff just to, you know with I was with trusted friends, I was with colleagues, and I felt like I was allowed to just you know be messy, which was really freeing for me hmm. and, uh, and then I come back into this very organized lifestyle where everything's very has to be a certain way or nothing will really flow right <laughs> and, it, and part of me just wants to you know kick off the sandals and 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 just run free for a while so I'm having this hmm. uh, dichotomy um happening plus i'm starting to wildcraft now it's the time we're in june there's herbs that must be harvested now uh, for medicine so that has to Hmm. happen so i'm trying so there's all these there's a lot of thinking a lot of contemplating and uh Hmm. and um there's a lot i'm trying to do for my my daughter who's 10 and we've moved to you know a 55 acre forest And we're making friends and allies and uh, and that she's being homeschooled. And I'm trying to find her other activities for the summer and things that she can do for her own well-being. And and so there's a lot lot to do in this life.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) it's good that you're not too busy. You know, I think it's nice that you're not just... You know, what you've just described, I think, is so beautiful because what I get from that is just it's really... I think you've laid out very... Beautifully, that this is why we're here. This is the, this is the arc of soul, right? This is the life path of the, um, of of why we're here, to figure out how we interact with God and family and money and government and right everything. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think you're on it. You know, for what it's worth, I just really know you are, and I really uh, congratulate you on it. It Takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? It Takes a lot of courage, and uh, focus to not be afraid to go into where no man has gone before as they say mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah it, uh, and for what it's worth i'm a screenwriter and um, uh, the dark night of the soul is a part of every story and it's usually about mm, 80% through the film that's where it generally is so you know you, you know you're you're getting close to whatever the end is <laughs>
1: Yeah, my, my grand conclusion. <laughs> so I'm ascending. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's you are
0: you are just going up, baby, going towards the light.
1: Hey, I'm if I, if we're done, I'm I'm good. No, no, I oh, don't yeah. think you're gonna be done.
0: Actually I think it's just the opposite. You know, for me, I think that as we become more aware and more spiritually evolved, we are able to keep our bodies here a lot longer. I know we are, right? I mean, come on, you know that. I mean, so why would we want to reincarnate and come back and start again and go through, meta, you know, go through, uh, you know, whatever, teenager, just stick around and, and do our stuff. I think, I for me, that's what I feel like, you know, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think we we have um, immortality that was part of the agreement and somehow yes, we got roped into the death cycle. Um,
0: <laughs> the fine probably print. Probably
1: through false contract. Yeah, it was a fine
0: print, you know, it was just a fine print.
1: Did you ever read uh, any of Leonard Orr's writing? Uh, oh yeah, before?
0: years ago. He was into the whole soul immortality thing. I remember mm-hmm. Leonard Orr long ago.
1: Breaking the death habit or yeah. breaking the death spell. One of his books.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have several ser- spiritual masters. Uh, one is Reba Tars. He's had his body about six hundred years. Um, Fubi Quants is a neck master. I think he's had his body three four thousand years. I I think that we can immortalize this body if that's our karma if that's what we want to do depends on how you mm-hmm. want we'll to stay it's a thing between you and god and, and everybody's different you know sometimes people just want to want to leave and that that works too so who knows you know i think but i i, I really feel like folks like all of us that are kind of working on bringing out whatever the truth is from our perspective um, that we're here for a reason to do this right i mean what else are we going to do <laughs> you know what else are we going to do is it sit home and Make make uh, cherry pies and, you know, have pizza? Come on. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only so many reruns we can watch. That's right. Then, you know, that's
0: right. After a while you yeah. say, well, I don't think that's real. I don't think that's real.
1: <laughs> I get overwhelmed with the, the things that I feel like I want to make and, and create. Uh, I, hmm. I, I want to build a greenhouse from scratch and I want to... You know, make all these new product lines, and I want to yeah. create art. And I, every day, I have to choose what I'm putting my creative energy into because it could just go any which way. Sure, um, sure. I could, I could be fine being immortal and just keep creating. Yeah. Um, and as long as I felt like I could do, a service. there was time. Yeah, ser- yeah, the service, but there was appropriate time because time seems to speed as we age um and it's a weird phenomenon and it was always one i was very interested in exploring like what is time what is the concept of time how uh it feels fast when we're enjoying something for example or when it's slower when you're just waiting uh for something that you really want to arrive how stretched time can feel so i knew it was a perspective matter but i i still haven't uh, gone into deep
0: dive on that. Maybe when I'm 80. Yeah, you know, after a while when you get to be writing. a little bit around the bend a little bit and or up around the bend. Amanda Volmer is here. We have some emails for her if you'd like to um, uh, um, join the show. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com or 888-663-6386. So l- let's dive into a little bit of P and then see where that takes us. Um, when did you first discover that it was a interesting or reasonable, you use your words, to use our own urine for some medicinal reasons. When did that happen for you? Did you have your pee moment?
1: Well, yeah, I was a teenager. I, I've told the story before where I had scabies and I couldn't overcome the the mites in my uh, in my on my body. Hmm. And that's back when you know you had dial up <laughs> as your regular <laughs> internet connection. I researched Shivambu, which is the Indian, ancient Indian knowledge, which actually goes back, you know, 5,000 or longer years, um, ancient practices of using your own urine to heal your body. And when I used it topically uh, for my ailment, it resolved it within 24 hours. Really? And this had been something I'd been struggling with for weeks upon weeks without relief. And uh, once you have a, an, an event that happens to you where you really see the power of something, you don't really forget that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Even though I went off and did my 20s and didn't even think another thought about urine like that. Uh, it wasn't until I was a mother when I revisited urine as a therapy when my own daughter had a, a UTI, her first and only um, UTI and it was the turning factor for her it ended the the issue and again Mm -hmm. it was another powerpoint moment where I realized that this stuff is really medicine it is very powerful and it is not to be forgotten (laughs) Uh, then my daughter was stung by a wasp Uh, it is an antidote to stings I had her ingest within 20 seconds of a sting or bite your body will manufacture the antidote i had her uh, open her mouth put a few drops of her own urine under her tongue and then i washed her bite or her sting with urine and it was as if there was no sting or no event even emotionally it just cleared from her body she was hysterical she went from at the number at 10 out of 10 hysteria causing a scene in public sort of hysteria (laughs) to nothing, just nothing has happened. I'm fine. Let's go for a bike ride kind of thing. So um, again, another powerful experience and many have experienced bites or stings or using things topically uh, and having some change in their symptoms. However, uh, not a lot have really gone deep into, you know, the chemistry of it, the, the rationale of it, the history of it, and the different techniques. Uh, there are quite a few books and uh, resources, especially from India, obviously. And I've, you know, read and looked at a lot of this now, and I've been practicing it. Uh, really, I got into it, I'm trying to think the year, it must have been around 2000 and. 16 or so everything seemed to happen between 16 and 17 i realized viruses didn't exist i mm. realized urine therapy mm. um I, I i had my cosmological shift happen and why i'm here and all of these things happened in the, that year um and been ingesting it since about that point uh-huh. um, having wonderful experiences of uh of this powerful substance that we've manufactured of our own bodies can you tell the difference
0: when you um when you take some in the morning or and you don't for a week or two can you tell any difference in the way you feel or clarity or anything like that amanda
1: well for one urine is a bowel cleanser uh and if you are ingesting it then you are encouraging a cleansing of the intestinal tract and the the gut the whole gut um, when you stop then you may notice your bowels are a little less flowing you might have a little more of a tummy mm-hmm. uh, when I drink urine my stomach is flat mm-hmm. I don't get bloating gas any discomfort any bulge if I stop I'll notice just it's slight but it's noticeable if you know your body you, you know there's you a little tell. more Mm -hmm. paunch there than than usual which is really just the omentum swollen it's usually swelling um and it's because the urine is also very anti-inflammatory uh so that cleansing effect you you lose right away so that so when you're constantly cleansing you have more energy you sleep better your thinking is clear uh you may not notice it overtly until you go back and forth for a while and really pay attention. If you are, you'll you'll see the difference, mm-hmm. how, you're, how you feel.
0: Does it matter how much you, you take in the morning? How much do you generally?
1: Yeah, it, it does. It, it, there are different protocols for different situations. Um, you would generally catch your morning urine and ingest that. That's about two to three ounces or so. Uh, If you're just beginning, you start with little amounts and you work up to those doses. You can drink your whole day's urine. Uh, If you're purifying your body, if you're doing a urine fast, you can do what's called looping, where you ingest all of the day's urine Mm. throughout the day, Uh, usually between 24 hours and three days is your average cleanse. Um, And usually we'll notice the energy come up and... um, and other benefits, and or you can just you know do it every day for have a routine a habit. Yeah, I put it in my smoothie sometimes. You <laughs> know, whatever, whatever is easy for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so there's no there's no um, waste material coming out of urine at all, or if there is, then does the body just re- redo it again?
1: Now. What's interesting is there was a study done to really try to understand Hmm. what the heck is in urine (laughs) because it's a mystery substance, it seems. I mean, this substance has been used to understand the body and health uh, for ages and ages to the point where even in Sumeria, they would test and taste the urine. Um, Doctors would taste the urine of their patients and analyze it. And that's all they used to analyze the health of the patient. Uh, there are over 3,000 chemicals found in urine, uh, but Three, these are in very small 3, parts per million. Wow.
0: That the body's yes. making to just do its thing?
1: Well, this uh, what it really teaches us is how incredible the microtubules in the kidneys are, that the way in which the kidneys filter is, is quite a sophisticated and impressive system, huh. Um, intelligent and um, will only remove that which is in excess uh, of the blood. It is a blood product, it is a blood filtrate, and it uh, contains a, a micro impression of the state of the body, the current state situation. Uh, and also, if you understand water, this starts to make a lot more sense because water is structured uh, by the kidneys. And the information is uh, holographically presented in the urine. So it's more than just the 3000 plus chemicals. We're talking about water that holds the memory of the flow of your body in that current state. Because really the cells of our body function based on water. Uh, The blood functions based on water. Um, Everything else happens as a result of the battery of our bodies that is the communication of acids and bases or electricity if you want to call it and water and different types of water holding different charge uh, so if you understand battery cell mm-hmm. how you have layers that's how and uh, we have cells that flow water through them and that actual coiling that natural coiling of water that goes through. If you think of a Taurus, you know, T-O-R-O, uh, T-O-R-U-S, oh, tourist, tors- A
0: Taurus field, like the earth is in a Taurus yes. field? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you think in terms of these fields that our body produces, that's actually what DNA is. DNA isn't even really DNA material. It's a production of the, of the coiling of water. And when you want to rewrite your DNA, you actually can use like tuning forks, for example,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like this. And you can you can change your frequency, which will change the coiling of the water, which will change the DNA, which means it will change your blueprint and how your proteins are being directed by your cells. Uh, the way that modern biochemistry and biology have presented our bodies is like a cartoon um, and is false. We don't even have half of the structures that they say we have in our cells. Those are manufactured by the extraction process and the spinning process and the plating process. Our bodies, if you were to look in the cells inside you right now, how they're acting, it's water spinning with electrical fields (laughs) and that is directing the body to what it needs in any given moment and there's feedback loops uh, from all of that and what's most important is how your voltage is because voltage is life voltage Voltage is is your blood yes Hmm. so the urine is like a snapshot of your water's Like think about Dr. Emoto's work, for example, right, Mm -hmm. where we know that memory is held by water. And so now you're ingesting the water, the structured waters and its components back into the gastrointestinal tract or into the skin or into the sinuses or into the eyes or into the ears or or using as an enema or using as a douche, you know, or putting on wounds, um, using as poultices and or injecting You can actually inject urine as well. And this material carries that information and now you have a voltage communication system happening there and that will move forward the goals of the body, which obviously is to be in communication with itself at all times and not have areas or compartments that are clogged or locked away from that flow, uh, which is disease, and help the body now move the flow along, really, uh, and make those connections of what's, in an error state in the body. So imagine you have like this elixir fluid that you made. That's all you in it about you. It's a snapshot of you now. Now you're taking it back in and this immediately in the mouth goes to the brain, right? Starts a a whole chemical cascade and communication cascade. That's going into the system. We're reabsorbing some of that material. Uh, Urea, there's about 2.5% of it in Uh, the urine, that is an immediate uh, diuretic and detox effect and, um, uh, bowel cleanser. So you, you will go through that. Uh, so it's a cleanup. And if you do that, you'll find actually your, um, appetite can change at the beginning. When you first start, you might get hungrier and you try to not, um, allow that to (laughs) make you go to the bag of Doritos or whatever, you know, (laughs) don't go to bad habits when you do that. Um, But that will balance out after a period of time because your body's um, biochemical needs will establish themselves and the flushing effect, the clean out of the waste and the toxins that are accumulated, that have accumulated in your intestinal tract will be removed. And then you want to listen to the foods, the correct foods for you, Um, aside from cravings. You want to have fresh fruits, uh, as organic as possible, as clean as possible Uh, You may want to look at the foods you are cooking, how you're cooking them. Um, I find I don't really feel the need to eat as much as I used to want to eat. Um, And as a result, your body fat levels will reduce without muscle loss. When you do shivambu, Hmm. you can you will notice if you do a caliper test or you have a BMI machine or something, you can actually see over time as a test your fat content, body fat content, reducing uh, by using this therapy. So there are a lot of benefits to it. Um, and it's, it's never a panacea. A lot of people, when they think about these things, even DMSO, they're like, oh, it should cure everything. But that's sure. uh, missing the point of what... It's
0: not the way life works, life. right? It just doesn't work like that. It's all a, Yeah,
1: life doesn't work like life that. Life doesn't yeah. work
0: like it's all It's all a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, because I, I think... Uh, don't you? It feels like we're on. Part of our lessons here is to figure out how to be creative and figure out how to put the pieces together a little bit. And we humans, you know, like you say, we want a magic bullet. You know, I just want. Can I just do that? I don't want to do that. that will be fine. But it doesn't work like that, does it? It doesn't work like. That.
1: Yeah. We want it to be easy, and I understand. No, I I understand. You. We all I, do. I get it. Yeah. We do, but but sometimes we we have to remember experiences where. It wasn't that easy, right? We had to struggle for something, and then we achieved it. And the feeling that that gave us—that we, you know—it was a struggle. It was a challenge. It really tested us, and yet we triumphed. And if we—if that was just given to us, would we respect it? Or yeah. would we have gratitude inside of us? I don't. I don't think that would be necessarily the case. You know.
0: I, I also feel like for me, it's been uh, just, you know. When things are uncomfortable, just to be okay and trust God and not whine, you know, and that that helps me to get stronger, right? If I don't complain, you know. Okay, I'm good.
1: You or, know. or you can do, or you, it's okay to complain too. But I, what I do is I say I have complaint sessions.
0: <laughs> you do okay, good for you. <laughs>
1: I just get it all out,
0: you know. Yeah, it's okay.
1: And then it's okay because you, if you, you don't like it, you can speak that you don't like it. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know, not to like it. But I think the problem is if it's seething inside of you it leaks out in your day to day right and it, we can become very critical of everything and i i I've, I've gotten like this a lot i mean i'm it's tough the criticism stuff is tough because on the one hand you want you know when something's true then you see someone not being true you want to criticize that because it's wrong or it's not what you know that you know that's right. <laughs> against what you just learned or you just went through and you have to watch that and it's easy to just judge it um, but lately, I've been practicing just you know, letting the mess be the mess rather than thinking that it's somehow all my responsibility to fix everybody else's messes to the point where when we master anything, and I've said this before, we, we're on a pendulum swing, right? We'll go from one extreme to the, up, to the next before we really come into the neutral and master whatever that is we're here to learn. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is about criticizing or criticism because I grew up with a lot of criticism of the world, which made me a good skeptic. It made me a critical thinker. So, I'm, I'm happy about that. At the other hand, it made me disgruntled when things weren't the way I knew they were supposed to be, right? Especially now. Look at the world. It's the opposite. It's bonkers.
0: <laughs> it's bonkers. Yeah.
1: It's insanity. It's yeah. like completely the other way. Upside down. Um, yeah upside down and, and my only wit, rational way that helps me understand is that we're doing something now in a collective manner where we're doing the pendulum swing together <laughs> and that's real ugly um, <laughs> yeah. until we all kind of come into mastery of some of this together uh, and you know I have to not look sometimes honestly because it's just yeah. just frustrating I uh, and I can get I can get judgy and ranty and bitchy about it so I'm just like, oh, yeah? Oh, you want to believe that? That's cool. That's
0: interesting. <laughs> one of my spiritual exercises is uh, listening to NPR when I'm in the car and not reacting, so I'm getting better and better at it, you know? You know what I mean? That's a good just one. driving around going,
1: oh, that's <laughs> good. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. You don't have to yell at the,
2: at the radio. <laughs> I don't have to yell at them.
0: God love them, you know? And they just tell you exactly what they're going to do. You know, if you listen to NPR, they tell you exactly what they're going to do. Uh, Amanda Volmer's is with us, Patrick Timpony. We're going to do a little break here, sweetie, okay? Thank you for being on the show. And, and uh, I want to put this one up here on the screen for you. This is a, a technology that we were introduced, oh gosh, uh, three years ago, almost three years ago. This is from George Wiseman. He's up in Canada way uh, near Amanda. And it's molecular hydrogen. And it's really interesting stuff, you know? It really is interesting one of my spiritual books uh, that I've read from, I mentioned Reba Zartar as he was talking to, to Paul Twitchell, he was dictating a book and said that, that uh, hydrogen, I, I, I really need to find this and I'll put it on the website, hydrogen is the first manifestation of, of spirit. If you think of spirit as a light and sound, which I do, God is maybe light and sound, if you want to put in those terms, molecular hydrogen is the first manifestation and is the most abundant molecule ever, ever. And it's pretty cool stuff. You can breathe the gas and drink the water. And uh, we have a 20% deal on this hydrogen machine using promo code ONE radio with George Wiseman and One Radio Network. 20% off. It's a one year and no questions asked money back guarantee, a, uh, a lifetime warranty. And he's got safety features on his unit that uh, most people do not. George says there's a lot of great machines out there. He believes he makes the best. We do as well, which is why we promote his. And he has safety features, so if you get lower, higher, and all that, it'll do a little alarm and shut it off. It's very powerful uh, molecules. I mean, there's hydrogen buses and allegedly hydrogen bombs, but I don't even know if they have those. I think they just make that up, too. But that's another story. But anyway... Check it out. It's on our website. Oh, I wanted to show you this. Uh, Someone sent me this one, Scientific Reports. Long-term study use molecular hydrogen induces reprogramming of liver metabolism in rats by modulating NABP, NADPH, redox pathways. So it looks like, and if you read this, and I've presented this to a few people who are much geekier than I am because this is way above my pay grade, is that this molecular hydrogen helps with all the fatty liver kind of yellow fat disease, lipofuscin, things like that, where people get uh, H spots and stuff. And it seems, according to this study, it seems to work on that level. Now, that's cool, right? I mean, that's that's a big thing if Mr. Liver is happier, don't you think? I think so. Check it out. It's on our website, oneradionetwork.com. Use promo code oneradio, 20% discount. Dr. Patrick Flanagan has been regarded as one of the most important scientists in the last 50 years we talked to him about sulfur.
3: There's a product called organic sulfur. And organic sulfur uh, was put into trade in 1865 as organic sulfur. Some people call it MSM or methyl sulfonyl methane, but most of the MSM in health food stores uh, have been contaminated with a kind of silica that prevents its absorption by the body. But anyway, what happens is that if you take a, a, a tablespoon of MSM and uh, of the organic sulfur in hot water in the morning and a tablespoon in the afternoon, uh, it, ca- it sulfates 192 different compounds, uh, heavy metals from the periodic table. And, and once it sulfates them, I'm talking about radioactive elements and other things, once it sulfates them, uh, these uh, sulfates cannot stay in, in the uh, human body for more than 12 hours.
0: And what Doctor Flanagan just mentioned is one of the key reasons why our sulfur is different from most out there. Amazon, no matter where you go, because it's pure. Click and order front page one radio dot com. Would you like a discount? Just email me four pounds or more, a discount. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Otherwise, two-pound orders, United States, Canada, worldwide, three prices. Click and order, OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is One Radio network.com. We're having fun talking with the lovely and talented Dr. Amanda Vollmer, a naturopathic physician up Canada way. And, you know, a cool thing about what you've been talking about, and I'm working on it too, where I could just read the headline and say, okay, and go to the next one and not worry about it, you know, is then we have time to be creative and you can do your, you know, my screenplays and your um, growing thing. What'd you say? Oh, you wanted to do a... Uh, what'd you say?
1: All my call- making of new products. Yeah, and, and
0: all the things. And so we can be creative and not let these people... Wow, isn't it yeah, strange? It's, that it's, the karma we have coming in with all this stuff going on. Maybe it's just we're just learning how to be in the world, but not of it. Kind of a thing, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's strange. I've noticed um, an a interesting detachment happening, and uh, yeah, yeah. first, I w- it was distressing. <laughs> uh, and I thought there was something wrong. Like, why am I, you know, with me? I should feel more about right, this or right, whatnot. Right, and right. I, I, so what? What happens when we go through these changes is ultimately, if we are loving with ourselves, we are we we watch. We just stop and be the witness, and just notice and be loving and gentle with our process. And oftentimes, you are unsure what you're going through until you're through it and you reflect and go oh i understand yeah. now, now why and all that. So if you know that then you, when you're in the midst of it don't get ahead of yourself. You're going through something. Be gentle. Do self-care. Journal, meditate, breathe, yoga, whatever you do for yourself, do more of it. Take a long bath, whatever. And understand that when you'll get you're meant to get the insights after you will understand, to some, at least to some degree, why, you know, and just be patient with it. Yeah. So at this stage, I'm just listening to the inner direction as much as possible. And when I feel like letting go of whatever it is, I, I just completely do it. just surrender. Yeah. So well, it's, I think it's a healthy way to go with
0: it. Sounds know. wonderful. Sounds the way you're, you're right on it, I think uh, one of my first teachers... Well, one of the things he said that's always stuck with me is to just, you know, if you just look and see. Look and see what's going on. That's, right? Even when we're being bonkers, if we just look and see why we're bonkers, well then, having fun with it. And, uh, and I think what you said too about the really loving ourselves and not giving ourselves a our hard time, that's really, really key, isn't it?
1: Well, there's a lot of self-beratement and it usually comes from not our own voice, you know, maybe a parent or a teacher or something that got in at an impressionable age and it becomes our inner voice. Um, And sometimes we, because of the way we were raised, whereas like punishment is the result of when we don't do the thing we're supposed to do then we become the punisher (laughs) of ourselves to motivate ourselves to get something done, right? And then if we don't do it properly, we berate ourselves like we would as we were a child. So we have to transform that relationship between adult and child within ourselves uh, so that we can switch that voice to one that is more calming and respectful and explanatory you know, even with my own child, I use it. I use those experiences as a model for myself because she's a teacher of me yeah. as well as a teacher of her. And if I lose my cool or I'm frustrated or I whatever, I go, "Oh, isn't that interesting?" You know, and I'll explain to her. I so said, "That's my my programming in me." You know, that I mean, getting patient when things whatever don't happen the way they're supposed to. And then I say, "How?" You know, "I'm sorry if that came out too harsh or." Um, I misunderstood the situation. So I come to her with all of the aspects. So she sees when there's error. She sees when there's emotion. She sees when there's resolve, how forgiveness works, you know, all of those levels of it. And, and it's interesting because as I do that, I find I need to do that less with her, that she now takes the rein because she understands the field of it, Right. And she's trying to learn, and she's motivated not from punishment. She's motivated because she's uh, seeing an adult being real with her, mm. and now she's like, "Okay, I'm going to see how I can organize myself." So I'm, you know, she's now laying out her clothes, for example, oh. in, in in for the next day. Because I said, "Well, how could you possibly?" you know, shave off your morning routine another half hour or something. What would you do different? She says, I would definitely lay my clothes. (laughs) That's interesting. I used to do that when I was a child, you know, I found it less stressful. And so so she is now taking the reins of her own, what's reasonable for her at her age, obviously. She's feeling responsibility and she's motivated not to please me. She's motivated to please herself, to be proud of herself, and that she's achieved it on her own merit. And I think that's oh, really... That's, that's um, beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. How do, you work, uh, how do you work the food thing with uh, family and, say, daughter especially? Um, do you put out different foods and let her eat what she wants? Or how do you do it?
1: It's been, it's been an interesting journey with her and food mm-hmm. uh, because I, I breastfed her for three years. Wow. And um, actually, breast milk's very sweet. And uh, she gravitated always towards things like honey and maple syrup. Um, and I kept her away from white sugar for as long as possible. But she got exposed to it through relatives, essentially, and teachers, actually. Very bad for handing out those sorts of treats, as they say. Um, and it's, it's wired, definitely wired her to want it. And, uh, but it's different for her because she can't handle too much of it because she didn't get exposed so young that... She'll get sick really quickly if she does too much. She feels uh, it. Yeah. She feels it. She knows it, and uh, and she's cluing in that it's not loving. It's not loving to do that to herself. And so I so she's exposed. I expose her to some stuff so she feels the difference. I can't control everything when she's out and friends and. So I'm trying to just steer her to make the correct decisions for herself and if she has, you know, if she comes back from visiting relatives and she's all stuffed up i will say, "Oh, what did you have? What did you eat, <laughs> you know?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I had all these terrible things." I said, "Now how do you feel?" "Horrible." You you know, I said, "You're moody, you get acne, you feel bloated, you can't poop, you know, you're congested, you see the relationship and now she's she's got it yeah, you know? and so it it's all about don't poison yourself as much as possible and i had to gently explain that unfortunately the world is not ideal and there are poisons in our food uh, and we have to be more aware that it can look pretty on the outside but be really toxic yeah. on the inside now how
0: about you amanda volmer what what kind of talk to us about what your diet what do you eat
1: well, I ingest urine.
0: <laughs> yeah, we know that. Yeah, you're a people, And
1: uh, it's the perfect food. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I tend to fast a lot really? and I enjoy, I've been also reseeding my body with uh, deliberate bacterial colonies in the billions and billions. Wow. Um, so right now I've been making my own yogurt uh, using a GG remnosus bacteria culture. And I'll take in about a couple cups of that with fresh fruits each day. And that's usually my breakfast. Um, and then I will have my shivabu at some point, some, sometimes on an empty stomach and sometimes not, depending on how I feel. And then um, really in the afternoon, I'll either have a salad, I have a garden tower in my house so I grow my own leaves and I can have a pick fresh Uh, or I will um, make a wait until like four o'clock to have a decent meal which could be uh, fish, which could be a rice dish. Um, I do a lot of uh, uh, different types of flowers in bake. I love to bake. Mm. So I'll make like buckwheat buns or, or something with spelt, or I'll play around with different flowers, arrowroot, this sort of stuff, to make flatbreads, that sort of thing. Mm. And I, I do ingest a lot of butter. I do like butter and egg. Now, I've gone from, you know, I've gone through all diets and all my
0: I bet you different incarnations. <laughs> right, yeah. Butter's great. So,
1: yeah. just because, and I can get eggs down the street. Oh. You know, I know that I can meet the chickens the if I stuff. want to. Yeah. You know?
0: That's great.
1: Um, I don't really buy a lot of the things, the traditional things, and I don't eat fast foods, and I don't, uh, if it's not organic, I usually don't eat it, and I try to grow as much as I can, and I try to Mm -hmm. purchase local as much as I can, and as fresh as possible, really, but not as much food as I think people tend to eat. Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: But no, you don't do, I don't, I didn't hear any red meat, any red meat, just fish.
1: I have, I have, but I don't, I don't always feel, that good when i go too much meat just the way that my body is Mm -hmm. um but i have i'm not closed off like i'll cook it i mean my partner eats it so i'll cook it for the household my daughter likes i'll make i i had a comp found a company where you can go direct to the farm and find the cow and all that and Mm. they'll butcher it for you so i have a whole freezer full of different kinds of meats and things that are clean and i will uh make the the burgers from the meat and i'll put things in, you know so i'll i'll make all those things myself and i have i don't think there's an issue with it i think the main issue is can your body digest it well uh are you putting yourself in an acidic state and if you are uh how will you balance that out um do you feel better or worse when you eat a certain way that's a tell uh usually and, um, you know, are you trying to be as fair as possible with your choices and, and, as, um, and as ethical as you possibly can? Sure, so.
0: yeah. yeah. it's important to support the people that are really treating their animals with care, isn't it? It's uh, Some of these things going on with chickens is just, I, I can't even see the pictures. I just, oh, my God. No, oh, I won't do, do it. Let's do a few emails here for you. Um, oh, uh, well, okay, I have a couple of things on my list, but Here's a um, Indrick, interesting name. I've been drinking my first morning urine for several years now. I've noticed that it tends to give me diarrhea. Hmm. Is that normal? Also, what is a good regimen for urine therapy? How much and when to use it before and after meal and etc. Thanks for the show. Okay.
1: Well, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, there's a laxative effect of urine. And it may be that uh, if that's continuing on where it's still very loose bowel and it's been that many years of using it, then there may be an underlying uh, issue going on um, with the bowel itself. I would uh, work on doing some enemas for a while and see if that, particularly coffee, uh, they, you know, she could do a urine enema maybe once a week uh, and a coffee enema as well once a week. Uh, which is a retention enema, and see if she can get the liver a little bit better under control because it sounds like a more of a liver issue, uh, hormonal issue, you know, when it, where the liver is just overwhelmed with tasks and you're asking it to take care and heal. And perhaps it's just can't do everything at once. So therefore, the bowels are continually loose because the liver controls the bowel Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just easier to dump the toxins out through a loose bowel, get it done rather than risk it sitting and it being reabsorbed through the portal vein. And if the liver can't handle that job, it's safer for the bowels to just be washed away. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest a liver focus, you know, cleanse or regime or food plan. Perhaps some castor oil packs over the liver, uh, some enzymes, digestive enzymes may want to look at the types of probiotics that are being ingested um, and really maybe a coffee in a or two because that coffee will support the liver Not a good to idea clean. Yeah.
0: Um, i've been I've been uh, cooking some urine in in my cupboard with a little lid with holes in it for about two months because i heard you talking about with dr Cowan. so what can i do with this old urine it really smells so i'm going to do something yes. fun with this what am i going to do
1: yes <laughs> i have many many strange old urine experiments <laughs> <Do you? I laughs> bet you
0: that's why i asked you well
1: uh you're what you're doing there is one of the things you're doing is you are growing the stem cell aspect of urine uh, so, you will see stem cells, which are uh, pluripotent transmorph cells, m- meaning this is a, a non-imprinted cell of the body. The body has not, has not decided the job of the cell. Therefore, it can go in any direction of need. So, that's a stem cell. And e- the fermentation process of urine uh, is meant, uh, its primary goal is to create more of these stem cells hmm. by Cellular reproduction makes more. Um, this is the theory. Okay. And also by fermentation, uh, you are breaking down some of the metabolites even into smaller components, which technically could be easier absorbed um, in through the gastrointestinal tract or through the skin. Uh, and usually the aged urine, once filtered, so you could filter it off, you may need to rehydrate, dehydrate, you know, because it'll dehydrate. Over time, So you may need to add back water in, into the urine. And you can use it as topical applications. So uh, hair, skin, uh, eyes for eye healing, using an eye cup. Aged urine is, is uh, known to actually heal eyesight. Wow. Um, huh. Using that method uh, it can be used uh, as a mouthwash to deal with any gingivitis or uh, dental caries or any kind of inflammatory problem. Um, and or as a poultice so you soak uh, a fabric natural fabric and if you had a tumor growth and and any kind of issue you hold that you know place that over the area Um, you can make your own eye drops as well so it doesn't have to be with the eye cup you can actually take the aged urine and make it into a saline solution similar to how I make these eye drops with DMSO um, but first, I make normal saline before I put the percentage of DMSO into the mixture. So you could do the same different percentages of aged urine eye drops that you use on a regular basis. It will refresh the eye. It will add clarity to the cornea of the eye as well. You know, sometimes you'll get a scleral sort of um, co- discoloration or, a, um, a, or a, a, an artery is more predominant. It will clear a lot of that up. Um, it's good for topical blemishes, so you could even put it in a little roll-on, you know, sort of stick thing, <laughs> and you could, you know, put it under your bags, on your eyes, That's yeah, at <laughs> night. Or
0: now, the aged um, urine, as you know, gets a little stout. Uh, do you do you do you uh, dilute it with water for eye drops and things like that? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. And yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: How, how would you? You have a magic formula for dilution, or you just?
1: Well. Um, what you might want to do Is when you place your urine out To uh, ferment Is weigh it mm-hmm. first huh. So then when you When you come to want to use it Months and months later I mean at some point You may have to just actually uh, Add some water After a few because months It, it keeps because, going
0: down Yeah I've noticed that yeah.
1: Oh yeah I had one dry right out on me I mean it <laughs> really? was basically crust.
0: It just so. goes <laughs> Ooh wow
1: it evaporates, so yeah. So so do that, but then if you have your base original weight, uh, when you're ready to use it, fill it to the same weight, then filter it, and now you've got your proper um, dilution, and then go from there with your different
0: recipes. Filter it like through like a, a gold co- some kind of coffee filter, some kind of paper. The cheese cloth. I usually cheese just cloth.
1: use cheese cloth. Yeah. And yeah.
0: then can you take this diluted age urine internally too?
1: You can. There are protocols for that, um, as well as using it for enemas. Very powerful for enemas with the aged urine. And usually it's a cup of aged urine uh, and then two cups or three cups of a fresh urine uh, or use distilled water instead of the fresh urine.
0: This is a great question from Jeremy. Can Amanda tell us her favorite, if I was going to buy one book on urine therapy, which one should I get? Good question. Yeah, yeah. What's your fave? Oh, that's a that's a
1: tough one. I I mean I really support Brother Sage's work. Okay. Um, I really like his his manual. Well, I, I have his manual for teachers, so he's like a teacher for Shavambu teachers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So I don't know how uh, where that individual is. And they wanted to like, teach it, or they just want it for themselves, I think or they whatnot. They just want it for themselves. Um, yeah. yeah, but he does sort of both. So. Um, you could look up his books. Um brother I find Sage. Them very
0: brother Sage. Uh,
1: well laid out and mm-hmm. easy to read and on that and then if you go to um for the for the com, I can give you the link um that uh, Adrian uh, put together and he's got like all of the urine therapy everything in there. Oh one wow that would website.
0: be great. Yeah. We love to and put that. And there's all
1: the books there and everything. I mean John Armstrong's is really you know, a classic—the uh, treaties on urine. And you can get a free PDF and that sort of stuff.
0: John um, yeah, no, Armstrong. That's
1: that's usually a good first. start. If that's your first, you know, introduction, mm-hmm. that might be a good place to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Here is um, question about deuterium and deuterium depleted water for health and longevity. Only found one company that makes the water. I believe it's over in Budapest. What's your take on that? And stem cell therapy, stem cells from adipose or bone marrow is also expensive, but a lot of promise and pain relief. Okay, so let's do, is there anything to do this deuterium water idea that's been going around?
1: Yeah, and I forgot now, and I did that research already, and it's already out of my head. Yeah. Because it was a heavy water thing, right? Um, heavy hydrogen, right? I believe
2: so, yeah. Like
1: extra hydrogen in yeah. it. But why can't you just do HHO? I mean, why do you need... He- you know what I mean? Like, why do you need uh, two, I think it's two H2O. I think it's double water. So, it's heavy water. It's like, I don't know, double H2O. Mm.
2: Um,
1: I, I'm not really, I, I focus on the hydrogen machine. Just do the hydrogen,
0: hydrogen. yeah. Mm. Um,
1: and I, I don't, do they make it and then you can drink it? Is that what it is? I it's think like that people
0: actually sell deuterium depleted water and all of that, you know. Who knows? Yeah,
1: well, I'm sure it's, fa- I mean, just like there's redundancy in all kinds of stuff. I'm sure there's a lot that can be said about it. Right? Sure. And, and I'm sure people are, are going to have interesting experiences with extra hydrogen coming into their lives, no matter how. And also, if it's a different type of water, I, I usually applaud it because water is life. And there's so much we don't even know about water. Um, so, if we're studying water even more now because of heavy water, go for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I will definitely study it more. I just looked at it, I know briefly, and I my conclusion was that uh, probably you would get the same or similar benefits to just additional hydrogen, uh, ad- additional hydrogen intake, which I was fine with doing with the Browns gas.
0: Huh. I can see your machine behind you there, our Care machine. Do you, you have a chance to breathe that often during the day when you're working?
1: Uh, you know, it, it, I do things in jags. Mm-hmm. I tend to. Um, so I'll go for it. I'll go for a lot of the different machines depending on um, like monthly. You know, I'll do it for a while, then I'll stop. I don't like, I never liked doing something always. Uh, I always wanted to see the difference. Excuse me. The difference when I did it and then I stopped and then I did it and then I, so I'm always pulsing all my stuff, whether it's a supplement or therapy. I always stop and start and and, yeah. and go back and forth unless it's a program of which you know I know I need. This is the stop and it's two months out and that's the stop. Kind of like structure. this
0: idea on the seventh day God rested and that kind of with homeopathics, right? You take it six days and yeah. then rest for a day. I used to or do it. Summer. It's kind of fun. you know. <laughs> um let's see i love amanda i found her on crow 77 oh did you go on crow show they're great
1: a lot yeah quite a few times i I think maybe five times yeah
0: yeah. i've had him on from time to time he's a trip i like him um Mm -hmm. i'm conflicted about hearing dr young yesterday oh
1: oh i I, didn't get to hear it yet.
0: well he he was he's a trip as you know Mm -hmm. i like we talked about a lot of different things but I had mentioned I was promoting your show on his show yesterday, but he did come back and say, Okay, that's crazy. Don't drink your urine, it's toxic and that's all he said. And I didn't
2: uh, you know,
0: I didn't say anything. I said, Okay, well, I just moved on. But she says I have done urine therapy several times in the past two years. Right now I'm not drinking the urine. I have committed to a thirty day protocol doing coffee enemas. Can I do urine and coffee enemas at the same time? I have old urine too, almost four months old. In question marks, she's excited. Any, any, I, see what I can do with that. So I think you've get, given you some ideas on what to do with that. Um, the coffee enemas and urine at the same time.
1: Same, same time meaning? I guess that you, they they're like over a thirty-day period.
0: It? You know, like you know.
1: Oh, you oh, know. sure. Um, I mean, there are different approaches. You, the urine is not really a retention enema. The like the coffee is. The coffee is a liver cleanse and the urine is not, really. (laughs) It is an intestinal absorption and it is a stem cell injection, right? Uh, So you're like offering the body, do you want this or not? (laughs) Here, take it or leave it. If it wants it, it will take it. And if not, it won't. It will allow for pH alterations and... Um what I find the most from the urine is that this upliftment and this lighter feeling in my body, uh, and also uh, just the, just energy, just yeah. I can I feel like I can do so much more yeah. when I've done a urine enema. Now I could argue that I get the same from coffee uh, enemas or any almost any enema will give me some level of boost, but they all have a different, aspect to how that is and if you study it if you pay attention you'll see there are different nuances to how you feel energetically in the long run too so yeah there's no problem she nope. could do uh if she's doing 30 day meaning she's doing a coffee enema every day i usually don't suggest that because it's a lot um i mean your bile has to remake you know and you're dumping bile every time generally uh so sometimes and if she's fasting and not eating a lot of fats, and and then that's okay. But there's, or hopefully, she's doing it according to a specific regime. I would say just do a first morning urine, you know, a couple times a week, and see how that enhances it. Feel. But it definitely won't won't do anything harmful.
0: Speaking of Doctor Young and urine, they kind of go together. But he's a big proponent, of course, testing your pH of your urine. Have you ever looked at that and given a lot of energy to that idea? Uh, being acid alkaline in the urine
1: well you know you're you're gonna put out what where you're at so usually mm-hmm. uh so you can test it that would i mean if you're being more i i haven't done a full regime of what ph i, I used to do it i yeah. used to check my oh oh my gosh we I, all did right yeah back in the day or, oh i was so <laughs> i got to the point okay so i mean i've been through all this stuff right Got to the point where I just had to stop doing that mm-hmm. because I was getting lost inside this, am I healthy or not right. thing. Yeah, uh, And I was not, I was missing the forest for the trees, you know, a bit. So, cause you, you can test your urine all day and you'll have all kinds of pHs. I mean, you are metabolizing differently depending on how deep you, if you were, I would go out to the garden, my pH of my urine is going to be different because I went out to my garden and I huff and puff and put in some effort and was sweating. So now I could check the sweat pH, I could check my urine pH, and that would be a different output than if I hadn't done that, or if I was just driving in a car for a while, or if I was in an enclosed environment versus outside. Um, There's a lot of parameters to consider with how your pH is changing. I mean, obviously, just by breathing, you're going to alkalize your situation right Uh, and we do know that the alkaline state is the normal natural homeostasis state the acidic or acidosis state is the functional state of the body meaning when it's in acidosis there's there's a function that's happening which means it's either there's damage and it's trying to clean tissue uh, it's trying to uh, change the milieu of the bacteria that live there uh, it might be triggering to a pleomorphism. It might be triggering to the blood to produce microzyma for another purpose. The acidosis is purposeful. If you think of it more like that, rather than good and not bad, as, we Not as go, bad,
0: right. Not as bad, yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. we know, like, you could say a tumor is bad, right? A tumor is bad. We don't want a tumor. But the tumor is a healing phase of yes. your body. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, we, we have to be careful what we're labeling here and what's happening so... Think of it as a metabolic process. It's ongoing throughout the day. If you'd like to study your pH, do it in you know take it in sequence in the day and see if you can find correlations between your stress levels and your how you feel, levels, your if, behaviors, the yeah, food you eat, yeah,
0: the pH, that, kind of stuff, yeah, that yeah, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Life is tough when we pick and choose and and we we judge what's good and bad. Boy, it makes it difficult being on Earth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it makes it. It's a rough go, boy, when we get there yeah oh man it's tough um well
1: i'm gonna be you know 48 in a few months well you're just a kid you know i'm i'm i and i'm coming into this phase of my life where you know um no holds barred and kind of like here's take me or leave me because what you see is what you get but also um you know of temperance and also of um understanding that this place wherever what this realm we're in is is magical <laughs> in a weird way, like meaning it surprises you and and you can never know everything. And it's not meant to know everything. It's just meant to empty yourself continually so you can be filled by knowing. And so I'm very careful. And when I when I speak, I feel like it's just an I'm a I'm a vase and the divine fills me up with the knowledge. And my intentions are always, you know, to how will this assist, right? If you do that, the wisdom will fill you up. Yeah. So you're more likely to be accurate. But if you think you know something.
0: Yeah, we're done. Now yeah. you're. <laughs> we're done. And we've all done that, right? Yeah. And we do. It happens all the time, right? We just catch ourselves. and Because we don't. Yeah. As you know, we don't know really anything for sure, except there's a God, and we're souls right and we're spiritual beings other than that all bets are off really is it
1: well if for me it's like is it uh, is my ego here to have a masturbatory experience if that, <laughs> that that's what it is then i'll go around and wax like i'm more important than others or i know things but and the thing <laughs> is when people when if people do that to me it's because i triggered them because i've opened my vessel for the knowing and it's it's what it can do for others as a mirror is make them feel like they know something's wrong because the truth is hitting them where they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they don't want, because their egos are there, they'll project onto you and they'll say, Oh, you just know it all. And you just think, you know, and I get that all the time. And it's like, well, it's ironic because it's not actually what I'm doing. Uh, It's that you're triggered and you're projecting now. And that's what you're actually doing. (laughs) You're assuming, you know, something and the truth is pressing on you and you don't like that cognitive dissonance feeling and you're pushing back against the person who's trying to show you yourself right and it's 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 just so when it comes to ph and all of these things i see ph as voltage that's how it's it for me i don't get caught in right or the wrong or these nuances because we're all very individual i see it as voltage and we are voltage and we are a capacitor and we're water. And if you study the Antiquitech and those old buildings, if you get that, where there's an antenna and there's a dome and there's a there and right, there's like a pattern that captures the ether and that puts it into the water. And the water is a battery and it remembers it and it flows through the red mercury, the blood, and then that's, and it continues to recycle itself. That's, the macrocosm as the microcosm, and it's easier to understand ourselves as a battery, and that's why you know Dr. Young he does good work on explaining pH. And if you take that knowledge to the next level, where pH is voltage and electricity, and we get back into studying the waters, we will find our answers, right? Uh, and then we can let them go, <laughs>
0: <Very long laughs> and ago. then
1: we can see what what else comes. <laughs>
0: what else we can do, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, Amanda. Would like to know if it's safe to do enemas after a stroke five months ago. No deficits, full recovery in 48 hours. Mm. No known cause for stroke. Has no clot or blockages found. Current issues are persistent candida and occasionally gallbladder pain. I use castoral packs over the area. Thank you for your products and your wealth of knowledge and for being on Patrick's show. Oh, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole.
1: Uh, Well, if you're you're having gallbladder pain, that's obviously a liver problem. Uh, It sounds like most people where the livers are not functioning properly, which is a gut issue. And candida is also a systemic problem and a gut issue. And usually comes from a history of being poisoned by the medical cartel and their antibiotics, vaccines and other toxins uh and birth control pills all of this garbage Uh, so you have to look back at all of those episodes what came in Uh, metals tend to be a problem in candida where your own microbiotic situation is not ample not able to do the job so well we've got you know candido down here (laughs) and he's not doing anything so come on over, Candida. We, can, you just hold, can you just put your finger in this dam for us <laughs> for a while until we figure our shit out, you know, like that? And that's your Candida problem. But uh, you obviously need to change the pH. So that's a pH alteration issue. When we understand that uh, these are pleomorphic agents, Candida is your own production. It's your own body making it. It's not a parasite. It's not a problem. It's doing a job. Now you want another something in there to do the better job and temper it down and have it pleomorph back into a bacterial form, which would have no symptoms ultimately when it's corrected. So we're talking uh, metals, cleanse. Um, I do like uh, fulvic acids and, and a lot of those uh, types of um, clays and things for binding and getting rid of metals. Um, I've had good success you know, using them over a long period of time. And um, and then fixing the gut, like what's going on with your gut and uh, your liver. If you do that and you change your food regime and you wash your body with good probiotics, and you know, like the GG amnosis process and then the rutery, uh process, the L-Rutery afterwards. Oh, yeah, afterwards, we, we
0: know that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I've used that, L-Rutery, yeah. Yeah, hmm.
1: yeah. You'll, you'll heal that. You can use Shinbabu shimbabu, shimbabu uh Shiva.
0: <laughs> Shiva.
1: It's Shiva. It's Shiva. It's based oh, on Shiva. Shiva the Destroyer. Yeah. 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 Uh in Indian, in, you know, the Indian word. So uh basically urine therapy <laughs> you can use to also assist the balancing of it with that feedback loop, that metabolic information, the stem cells, um, etc. Uh, but you will need to do a little bit more generally than just that. And if there's anything expressing through the skin, then you can also use the urine topically to to deal with the itchiness and discomfort. Um, but enemas, uh, liver support, and the good probiotics gut process. I, I do have a gut healing protocol available um, at yummy.doctor. So, you know, she can look there to sort of steer her to gut health. Oh, yeah, um, yummy. And I, I will do
0: Oh, yummy dot doctor. I had I had yummy doctor dot CA on your. Is that okay too? Is that is that good?
1: Uh no, it's just uh, doctor is the domain. There's no dot oh. ca, so it's yummy dot doctor.
0: Oh, I can I'll change that. Yummy dot doctor. Well, I'm just thinking while we're talking here. I don't know how evolution worked. You know, I I have some ideas, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know how it all worked. I don't know how we got these bodies. Um, but in the fascinating that. However, it did work that we've created a situation where the actual P is beneficial. I mean, it, it's crazy when you think about it. it? I mean, it's cool, but it's, how do we even do that? I mean, woo.
1: Well, I mean, I think it just comes down to, to water, to really understand. Just water,
0: understanding water.
1: Structured water and, and water-holding memory and, and that these are our waters. Hmm. And also the blood holds all of the knowledge of the body uh and and it is a filtration of the blood uh so it has a functional use of plasma and they've taken urine and created obviously plasma in the hospitals they'll use it um it's a very it's a top commodity Mm. (laughs) it's it's sold and used across the world uh and and is very desired Uh, lots of drugs are manufactured from urine in fact most of the urine that's um and, and and blood that's cre- that's grabbed and taken especially blood i found out that most blood that's donated through blood banks is used for drug production wow uh hmm. yeah and, and not so much for you know what they say it is which is save a life you know give blood uh they want your blood
0: <laughs> they want your blood
1: yeah okay but most of it isn't stored for that it's actually used for drug drug manufacturing. Uh, And it's urine that will be is more readily available to be produced as plasma. It's easier to use as plasma, uh, but they tend to still use blood for some reason. So I don't really maybe because the urine would have other healing benefits, and they don't want that. And I don't know. I don't understand industry because industry never really makes a lot of sense when you when you really look
0: at why. So isn't isn't urea in so many different uh, face creams, too, that ladies pay $400. Well, it's anti-aging. Yeah, it's anti-aging. The fresh That's or why the you wash aged? your face with it. <laughs> do you do the yeah. fresh or the old stuff on the face?
1: Either. Either, either way, huh? Uh, I tend to um, save up a urine when I'm going to go have a shower. So I'll just have a fresh urine. I'll my, have a little mason jar, bring it in the shower, wash my hair, wash my face, hmm. you know, get it into the skin. Uh, and then it's part. So it's part of my shower routine, essentially.
0: Huh. Is the urine therapy, writes Cuba, more effective if you are a vegetarian or a vegan or uh, a carnivore? Hmm.
1: hmm. Well, effective meaning like, is it? If it's for you, it's for you. I yeah. mean, depend. Um, it won't matter, right? You could be eating crap and garbage, and still your urine's going to help you. I mean, it's hmm. not ideal, but. There's, there's still value to the feedback loop, to the, the snapshot, meta- metabolic snapshot of the urine and your ingestion of it just in the mouth alone. Think of the feedback information. It's going through the limbic system right into the brain. Because when you eat something, when you have it in your mouth, it's why you're supposed to chew it. The information through the roof of your mouth, through the nervous system that goes up into the brain, immediately tells the stomach, here's the correct enzyme systems that need to be present in order for the food that's now being masticated to go hmm. and, and hit there. So it immediately actually when you smell it, smell it first, it begins, right? You're supposed to smell your food and then chew it. Well, now that's part of the digestive system. That's the whole digestive process begins here. Uh, this is why even with, uh, when I was learning traditional Chinese medicine, the herbal medicine, their belief was: you taste the medicine; you don't take a pill where you where you swallow it just and then it surprises the stomach. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to taste it first huh. uh, for the proper me- metabolic process to begin. Uh, so, you know, you could just as soon as it's in the mouth, it starts, and um, and the absorption will be as it needs to be for the body. So the the body is intelligent. <laughs> It's not a stupid machine. It, it, the nuances are very elegant. And uh, if we realize how far we've fallen away from the knowledge of ourselves, it, we would be just shocked, really.
0: Just shocked. Um, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked there's yeah. gambling going on. I'm shocked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I mean, we, I, I don't really subscribe to a much of what the mainstream scientific narrative sells us for example the story of big bang and evolution and all that nonsense um i think that we've come to be in whatever the way in which it was spoken into form because everything is voltage including the word including the frequency of the word of of the creator Mm -hmm. and it's the word that made that created it's the it's the sound into water that makes the shapes so we're basically sound through water and animated so we could come instantaneously we could be be created instantaneously based on on the word um and that's why when we do get into clarity we will realize we can become instant manifestors we can instantaneously manifest something when we understand how this um this voltage realm works
0: yeah Yeah. in the beginning was the word right and uh, the word was... I, I'm not a Christian Bible, but... Was good. And and and, and my teacher uh, suggests that a soul can live without the light, but not the sound. And interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sound creates the light, right? Not the other way around, as as we've yeah. been. And the sound is the voltage, like you talk about voltage, right? Mm. And voltage would well, be yeah. similar to what, is, what we call chi or just mm-hmm. prana energy god god force through in us correct in us the
1: god force yeah. think of it as how many um uh, so say you have a uh or you could think of it as a pebble in a wa- in water and you see the ripple layers mm-hmm. that's one experience of a waveform right so voltage as waveforms and then you have uh you have different voltages of how uh, severe the amplitudes are of the different waveforms and how complex the secondary patterns come from those frequencies, from from that sound. And we've seen beautiful art really come from um, different frequencies put into sand. You know where they have um, just a speaker little particulates those, put sound through and out. it creates, and it will all creates a specific shape. Hmm. Um, we also can levitate matter with sound forms, this sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and really if you start putting your mind in that direction, things get become more clear as to our, first of all, our power and the power of our word and our intention behind the words uh, because if your intention is a frequency and the frequency is so subtle, the way in which you say it <laughs> could have all kinds of different repercussions on the product that it creates too, Yeah, uh, which yeah. could be quite refined. Um, and I think that's with Dr. Moda's work was really one of the first examples where you're like, yeah, if you speak to water a certain way, it's going to respond a certain way. Or if you tell rice that it's um, stupid, it's going to rot faster <laughs> than if you tell rice you love it. You know.
0: <laughs> and think and think of how that is for ourselves if we don't speak sweetly and lovingly to ourselves all the time. Wow, very powerful. Who? Very
1: powerful. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. It's a powerful place. It's a it's a powerful time, and and we're meant to. Um, i think we're meant to achieve things here we just have to get through this i don't know collective depression um uh or or whatever this self whatever it is yeah
0: whatever it is going on
1: Well, it's got to be it can't be self-loving when you uh don't listen to yourself right i mean if you're if you're constantly in pain and uh, suffering, then that means there's something wrong. And if we keep ignoring those signs uh, and we somehow think we're, we deserve it, or then that's not self loving, right? And then we get to a place of emergency when we keep ignoring the self. Uh, and then we go into the system and then we're abused by uh, a, a people who are going to prey on your suffering, essentially. Yeah. So it really comes down to owning it, but noticing it and trying to um, be loving with the process of, okay, I've done this to myself and I'm, I forgive myself. And, I, you know, I did it because this was my way of coping and I didn't have another way. Uh, but now I do, or now I want to. And let's see what else I can do to figure this out. But it's, it really comes down to, you know, traversing the ego ultimately yeah,
0: that's the game right i'm i'm a mother and i really appreciate what you said about your daughter writes michelle there's a lot of clearing there's a lot of clearing family traumas how are you mindful about raising your daughter and taking into consideration your upbringing does your daughter use urine therapy
1: oh yeah she does she uh she loves it um, she's, she's a girl she's a girly girl uh, she cares about how she looks she cares about making friends this is the stage of growth she's in a stage of growth where she, her social connections are becoming more important to her her uh, not just inside the home right it was all about inside the home and family and what was important that structure is there for her and safe for her now to move out to the next circle just her social sphere and her friends and her relationships and things And so she cares about how people see her, which is uh, her ego development is now, it's happening now in front of me. Uh, So I inform her that if she wants to feel good about herself, um, you know, makeup is one thing that people use to adjust the way they look, to feel a certain way or whatnot. But a lot of this is full of chemicals that hurt us. We must be mindful, same like with our food, to not, um, put that on our skin. Our skin will absorb that. And I told her that if she wants her hair to work nicer for her, then urine, washing her hair with with urine would be a very smart thing to do. And so she decided to do it every morning when she has her shower, she collects her first morning urine and she, she washes her hair with it. And that's her, her thing. And so, yeah, she will use it. If she's not feeling that well, she will ingest it. Um, She's asked me for it when she was really young. She used to ask me for it. And at the time, I was like, no. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just don't be that kid. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I was like, oh, she's going to go to daycare and ask drink her pee. It's going to get well. weird, you know. Uh, so I didn't. <laughs> I sort of let it. <laughs> after her UTI experience, I, she really wanted it again after. And I was like, let's just. Leave it for if you're not feeling well for That's just hilarious. now, okay? But please, now that she's older, you know, she goes for it.
0: So. Would you please ask Amanda Wright's Mark uh, uh, if um, she has any products on her website for cataracts?
1: cataracts. Yes. Uh, so dmso.store. Oh,
0: dmso.store uh, that you told us about?
1: Yeah. So my business is split, basically. Okay. All dmso products are now at dmso.store yumnaturals.store has everything else, uh, including there's a DMSO available too that's um, got the Health Canada approved NPN number on it uh, only. Anyway, uh, so that I had to take it out of country in order to not get shut down by authorities. That, oh, good. Wow, that's, that DMSO is so scary. Make sure you no, know got to squash stuff. the competition. Pretty, yeah,
0: <laughs> Pretty scary stuff. <laughs>
1: But there, if you go to the eye drop section, okay. I would start with the 20% DMSO eye drops with vitamin C. Uh, and that, and then once you've gone through maybe half the bottle, so maybe buy that one and then the 40% with vitamin C, and you can then start alternating the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then finish both bottles, make sure topical magnesium is go, goes up. I have a DMSO with magnesium product that's available there. And, uh, you know, 10 sprays on the skin twice a day. That's a good starting space for cataracts because it's essentially damage that's done to the proteins. And even just by like too intense UV can sometimes cause it uh, inflammatory issues, right? Then that material calcifies so things that are scar tissue in our body so think of that more like scar tissue will calcify because that's the nature of the way the body is trying to deal with the waste material and if it can't dissolve it tends to uh, become crystallized and that's that's when it gets really difficult for Mm -hmm. the eyes and the magnesium topically will help to is systemically dissolve calcium deposits and move them back into solution. Additionally, castor oil can be used in the eyes before bed is usually preferred. And that will also assist the calcium or the scar tissue itself to dissolve back. And also you can use um, 15 parts per million colloidal silver in the eye, uh, which also tends to help reduce scar tissue, especially scar tissue from forming, uh, Colloidal silver is very helpful to use if you are in the middle of healing from a wound of any sort. It will prevent that knotty scar tissue from really laying down. Um, But it can be part of a protocol for cataracts. So I would do a combo. If you really want to get rid of it, like done and done, then go for it. You know, you can do urine therapy in the eyes. You can do the DMSO eye drops, the castor oil before bed. Make sure your magnesium is ample do castor oil packs over the liver and treat the liver and treat the blood you can take internal vitamin c uh, higher doses as well which helps with tissue repair and recovery and uh of course the colloidal silver you can also take internally like one ounce twice a day uh that's at DMSO's.store store as well uh, and i think it's also on yum naturals uh, dot store too but yes you can heal it i've had many people to, yeah, I mean, like yeah. loads of testimonies People say, "Oh, thank God, they're gone. They don't have to do stu- stupid surgery, and hmm. just don't do the surgery." Yeah, don't do. Don't that. do. The
0: Steve says that I heard you mention on a, on a previous interview that you carry different forms of she-legit, but I can't seem to find it there. Do you have?
1: <sighs> yes, I'm. What's up with She
0: Canada
1: is what's up with Shelegit. i have actually been trying to partner with different companies more like i will promote their you know i'm getting that point where i can't bring in everything anymore canada won't let me bring in it shilajit anymore i can't get it in this country that's crazy uh it's crazy here it is bad here it is communism is here i mean it's like russia back i remember remember hearing (laughs) stories about russia when i was growing up (laughs) it's like this here now it's like i want to be barizhnikov and like go (laughs) leave canada so i can be free
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you should just take Trudeau and just drop him off at some island and drop food Oh, to I him, wish it was you know? just
1: Trudeau. I, <laughs> it's I really the whole wish thing is swampy, it, it was huh? that. Because like, really? the, the tides turned on him eh? a lot. like yeah. People are yeah. hating on him. Inside politics, it, he's failed, like even inside now. So he will be gone soon. But it's not changing anything because
0: the, the rot swampy, is yeah. all
1: pervasive. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> It's like that here Uh, too, as you know. Yeah, it's like that here.
1: Yeah, so you know this is a reset situation and they're trying to reset it so it benefits them and we're trying to reset it so it benefits Uh, us and it's really just a war of who's going to win it out, right? But I can't (laughs) get Shilajit and I gave up. I got to that point where I got other shit to do. You guys can get, you know, Andy Kaufman sells it. Go to him. He sells shit. Does he have Shilajit? Shilajit. Oh, cool.
0: He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know he did.
1: So go get it from him or I have, anyway, I have affiliates and stuff that I'm starting to work with that yeah. I'll drop in my Telegram channels.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty powerful substance, isn't it, Sheila Jet? Very, very powerful.
1: Well, I mean, all of the, all of the um, earth-bound minerals, right, that we can get through different sources, we need that. Uh, we need our host of yeah. minerals to thrive. And uh, there's different ways in which you can achieve that. Um, and I, I mean, I use a lot of tissue salts. I, t- I tend to get my minerals through electricity. I want them readily available uh, as well. We don't absorb minerals well because we've destroyed our gut milieu. We've destroyed our own bacterial lineages. And it's the bacteria that breaks down everything for us. And if you don't have that, you're not going to absorb it well. And uh, so eating fermented foods and fixing your gut is key to absorbing whatever it is you put in here. It could be a shilajit and you might not absorb any of it Hmm. because your gut's a mess, right? That's why you have to be careful. Supplements are meant to supplement. When I I give regimes that are supplement regime, it's... It is meant to help people get, first of all, get off any medications and all that garbage. That's got to go. Then they're on a supplement regime for a while as a corrective. Let's correct metabolic pathways. Let's correct um, absorption as best we can. Let's move the system forward. Now we'll see from feedback how absor- how well are they absorbing, how well are they able to, to heal? That gives another feedback. Then you, uh, as you're working on food, you're working on those cha- lifestyle changes, and then you see as they go through the lifestyle changes, they need less and less of the supplement, and then they only use it occasionally when they feel like they haven't got enough sunlight or they, you know, been stressed or haven't slept. Then that's when supplements are, you know, helpful. Uh, but you know, otherwise, you just you're not gonna you you want your body to absorb easily so you want to keep your bacteria uh in a good place mm-hmm. and that's there's different ways to to go about doing that and i think i'll design a court. i think i'm going to design a, an actual course in, in your
0: spare time you're going to design that course in your spare time
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I just pick away at it. What,
0: know, can do? Said, what are you going to do? I just I've been I've been kind of looking at this whole thing of I don't know how I got onto it. I think two o'clock in the morning one morning I watched somebody send me a video. What am I doing watching this? Right? And you've had those moments, and you go, "What am I doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the, something hits you guys. What I, And it's about oxalates in the different vegetables like uh, mm-hmm. uh, spinach. Of course, it's high one almonds, nuts, and see, all these things. Do you think there's Something reasonable to look at to cutting back on oxalates. And uh, what I've been seeing is these things can be pretty pretty tough on your little body. They're just little sharp little razor blade kind of things, aren't they, that the plants create to yeah. protect themselves? That's right.
1: So hmm. there are foods that are grown uh, and all plants will try to protect themselves yes, ma'am. from being eaten <laughs> because they yeah. want to live,
0: They want right? to live, right? And
1: yeah. I'm sure we put off something, too. <laughs> I'm sure we
0: do. I'm sure we do. <laughs> I think it's called um, guns. It, yeah, guns is what we... Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
1: Yeah. I think that's at least one of them. I'm I'm partial to knives, personally. Like, knives you know, are good. I like to get up close to personal or whatever. Um, but anyway, so the main thing is that um, if you understand that, then there's different stages of growth in which the plant will be ready for you to ingest and generally speaking the fruit mm. part the fruiting body is the uh non-damaging food for us i mean it's meant we're, we're essentially we're fruitarians yeah. so, i mean ultimately frugivores
0: um, right, essentially aren't frugivores
1: right? yeah. Yeah, yeah i would say that that seems to be correct from a study of how plants behave and so forth mm-hmm. and now keep in mind we've We've made vegetables out of fruits, so tomatoes are actually not vegetables; they're fruits. And almond, my daughter, she's always she's always like, "Is this a fruit or a vegetable, mom? I think it's a fruit. It's got seeds." I'm like, "You're right," you know. It's and so she knows like what is what. And uh, the only thing is, if you ingest the vegetable kingdom, which is fine, then you must prepare it properly to be rid of those compounds. So. Um, there's uh, like drainage of like eggplant. When you take an eggplant, you know, you should drain it first and, and rather than just cook it out, right? Um, you like, there's different uh, like seeds that you shouldn't really eat as seeds. You should soak first to get the phy- phytic acid washed away. Even though we do need some phytic acid, we just don't need tons and tons and tons of it. Um, and so there, I think we've really damaged our food actually, uh, and not just because of the spraying and all that stuff. I think we've lost our heirloom knowledge uh, and seed stock. You know, we really need, we're <laughs> missing out on all this variety that we used to have. Um, and uh, we also just don't digest well, meaning, again, we've damaged our gut. So we're having problems with foods we never had problems with before. hmm Right now we have a problem with oxalates and phytic acid and all of because these other antidepressants yeah, yeah. because we degrade degraded, not because, you know, they're, the plants say no. And maybe even the plants and us are having a relationship. We don't like, do we really know? Do we know if we're evolving together? If that's a word we want to use, you know, if. What about the way we're making the crops and growing the crops, the soil in which and the way we interact with the crops has created anti-nutrients. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have them before, you mm. know? Mm. So we don't really, I don't, I have looked at this issue a lot and I don't really put too much weight into it. Too many people put way too much into the anti-nutrients, you know, bag plants. of tricks. Right. Yeah. And if you're sick and messed up, stay away from them till you heal. I don't find any issue ingesting any of those foods.
0: Amanda Volmer, Patrick Timponi, who I who kind of overstate our welcome with you. Thanks so so much uh, for for being here. You're just fun to talk to. Um, so finally, if we can end on this. Um, so here we are, two and a half years of uh, the virus thing three years, and you've been to really show me the virus girl along with Cowan and Kaufman and Lanka and the rest of them. and I appreciate that so much this is a big one um do you here we are in june 2022 do you think that we catch anything from anybody catch like in other words throw me a
1: ball okay so
0: (laughs) you know i mean if i had something negative going on in my body physical i don't know see i don't even think i do that so i don't even know how to phrase this question but do we catch any kind of germs or gooby or cooties or anything from each other
1: Not germs, no, not at all. Not germs. Um, No, that's the cover story. That's the cover story, yeah. The cover story is there's an invisible particle that's causing all of our woes, and only those with special microscopes and special tools are able to identify them and educate us about them. And most of it comes from superstition. The belief in it is just that. It's a belief. It's not based in science fact or even evidence that you can test at home. For example, if you had a cold or flu and I didn't, let's say, I could take mucus from you and try to make myself sick with it and it wouldn't happen.
0: Just doesn't happen.
1: Because we've done these studies and that's not how it works. Also, there's no if we're apparently sick with viruses, we should be able to take a little lick of my mouth or a breath in in a bag and find virus particles everywhere. Wouldn't be hard to find a virus, take it, isolate it, purify it, make it grow up in a cell or in somebody else and prove that that was the causation. But we've never done that. They don't take viruses from us. They manufacture them in cell cultures or in silico computer generated programs. And this is a huge fault for virology, that they cannot do this. They say there's not enough virus in any sample of any sick person to actually do that. They must culture it first to grow it. And this is the trick, right? They have taken something out of the body into a different environment. And it's the environment that dictates the pleomorphism factor. to a dish.
0: Right. A dish.
1: Yeah. They, they starve it. They add kidney cells. They add antibiotics. They alter the materials, and they do not do proper controls to ensure hmm. that their cytotoxic effects that they are creating by their lab um, m- procedures are not causing those particles to be manufactured, Okay, which they can also not really produce much disease from those either. So it's a scam <laughs> from tip to tail. But here's the thing. We know that we influence one another. It yes. doesn't mean we don't. Now, I was talking about voltage, okay? Now, imagine your voltage and my voltage get in a room and have a party. What's that going to do? What's that harmony about? Will something shift emotionally? Will there be something that I feel that translates into a physical symptom? We understand that our mind creates biochemicals by our stress levels and our thinking and our emotions, right? There are lots of ways that we can explain or understand why someone would get sick around another person, and they might get sick, or any of those trends without a germ passing and
0: back through the air,
1: without any germ yeah. required, yeah. at all,
0: at all, at all. I, I've heard Cowan even talk about Dr. Cowan, who he's he's one of my heroes of this whole thing about even STDs and herpes and all these things. He doesn't even believe these things are transferable. Or do you agree with They're that? They're not. Wow. I agree. Wow! Yeah, what a trip.
1: There, there, there are uh, emotional, generally, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. traumatic potentially, and also uh, they don't. Uh, there's not a consistency with how the display is produced by the individual, uh, and there's a strong belief a- around a lot of it too. And I've had a few cases, like say, of genital herpes, yeah. and I see. In those people, a very specific mannerism uh, and behavior I found very fascinating. And if we were to see uh, the individual and how they present rather than you have a disease and that you, the individual is irrelevant, then we would understand a lot of this much better. And uh, we, it's really, if you think of it as a toxicity being expressed, and the body is responding with whatever resources it has available to respond with, you know, some people have better resources than other, others, that means nutrition usually, or emotional strength or whatever, Um, then you'll get all kinds of different displays from it. And also you don't get contagion across the board. Uh, And also you have to consider if people know they've been exposed versus not. So we haven't done controls that way, right? Like, Someone who's exposed to herpes or whatever, and they didn't know, versus if they knew
0: hmm.
1: what is the if
0: they knew outcomes, yeah. be a big deal, right? Like we huge.
1: Well, we haven't done this work. I mean, Ooh, wow. right? Yeah. We need to do the science. Like what what is really what is really going on there? Is it the fact that one individual is not clean, meaning they they are pushing out all kinds of metal, heavy metals uh, when they sweat? So when they make love, they're sweating and they're pushing out maybe aluminum or something let's say as an example and there's skin you know grinding together and all kinds of con- direct contact happening now how much of one body is absorbed someone else's sweat with their waste products in it you know is that triggering a mechanism in that person's body because we all have similar mechanisms of release and is that the pattern we're seeing so that individual happened to be triggered to expression because of the absorption that triggered their their cycles of release. And that is the pattern, right? We see that actually with vaccines. Vaccines are a case in point that we have patterns in our bodies of release. And if you trigger a mechanism, that is the process. (laughs) So you'll say people will take like a a certain vaccine for measles and then they'll get measles. Well, that's because... Not because there's any virus of measles, because there isn't, but it's because the manufacturers of the vaccines to try to prove that it does anything has to show that it is triggering a specific yeah. pathway. Yeah, and yeah, sure. and so you'll see that expression, but it's because all they've manufactured or figured out is the triggering pathway of the system working it out, not the agent of whatever. It has nothing to do with that. It's a mechanism. It's a trigger mechanism. So say I triggered a mechanism in my whole family lineage because it's seasonal, right? We have seasonal mechanisms, change of seasons. And are your families all been eating the same bunch of crap for how many months and Christmas came and all this stuff, right? Are you all the same exposures, emotional exposures or chemical exposures. Boom, change of season. Now you have a mechanism that is triggered to purge and your family lineage that that vibrates the same because it has a similar DNA vortex rolling around inside the cells telling the story of what's going on in the body and they all get sick together there you go right that is a more plausible and understandable expression event that takes place in families than. Oh, Judy just happened to walk outside and breathe past a mouth breather and inhale a particle <laughs> that randomly went to only that tissue in their bodies and randomly started to attack it because who cares? Because why not? We'll attack because that's what we do or whatever. And now everybody's going to get it automatically because that person is just a walking hot box of this particle. Yeah. That's insanity to me, actually. Uh, and that's not how elegant we are. It's not how the, the, the mechanisms work. Uh, and we must stay in homeostasis. We have to, or we die. And so the body must purge. And if you don't go and purge on your own merit, then it will do it for you. And it has patterns, uh, cyclical patterns, patterns probably even more elegant patterns maybe as elegant as the sand upon the mm-hmm. the stereo
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: know and that's your pattern
0: so that's why we do the animas and sweating and dry brush massage whatever we do to just keep things moving through so we don't have to get colds and flus and whatever diseases right correct yeah, diseases that's correct that's how we create diseases and what exactly. what a fascinating time to incarnate in for those of us who kind of understand what you just said and I understand most of it that um, this whole germ theory the entire medical model that's out there like right, trillions of dollars a year is built on this, right? Without this thing they've got no vaccines they've got no antibiotics they've got nothing. They, The whole thing just implodes. Wow. That's right. Isn't you it know, a trip? It's, and it's, that's just such you, a trip and, to me to think about that. I know. <laughs> it's like, whoa. And, and you can't
1: you can't even talk to them about it. No, that's no, no, the thing.
0: No, of course not. You know, it's like telling right? it's like telling a Christian that Jesus didn't exist. You just can't do it, and you don't want to and, do it because it's not your job. You know, almost.
1: That's right. But also, <laughs> but also, you know, there was this video that I saw that was dropped into my Telegram group today. Yeah, and it was of an interviewer walking around a abo- pro-abortion um, rally and asking, you know, these individuals so tell us like why you're doing this and they were saying bodily autonomy is the most important of all we have the we right. should always have the fundamental right of what we do to ourselves uh, and our body autonomy and that's and then he would ask immediately after so what do you think about vaccine mandates then right and most of them are pro-vax and they just, they just
0: they're pro an
1: answer. well that's well it's different because and they would try so hard to come up with it's they just squirmed they just squirmed and you could see them lying to themselves so
0: let me let's ask you as an awake woman which you are i don't get to meet too many of them i know a few and i'm very fortunate um on this whole idea of abortion um i mean i'm a libertarian and i don't I don't think the government should tell anybody what to do whatever with their body. I mean, it's just not my job in the government. I mean, th- th- can you make any sense out of this at all as a woman? Um, what are your opinions on this? I mean, it's, is it just is what it is, and we just let it all go and let people do what they want? Or? Mm, yeah,
1: any, I think it's a consciousness issue, mm-hmm. a moral, moral issue, uh-huh. ethical moral quandary. Uh, that's been going on a long time forever I mean, right yeah w- w- really where it gets us to is um what is death uh what is life and uh and what is evil and what is choice and there are very fundamental philosophical um lineages that come out of that discussion so it's it's very difficult and i and i've taken a lot of ethics courses and we always touch on all of these topics and And it's no easy answer, really. However, um, the government's uh, intervention um, is a problem for all areas of our lives. Everything,
0: right? Everything. uh,
1: Yes, and but my main issue is that what has happened is uh, the manipulation by our handlers is what's got us here. Uh, So, for example, um, you take the strong men away and put them to war, and then most of the, the, the strong men die. Or you take the strong men away, you put them into sports. Then what you have are the, you you hone in on weaker men and put them in a family unit. And uh, don't allow the women to involve themselves in politics and banking and business and whatever. So you structure a suppression somewhere. Anytime you structure a suppression that group will eventually say, I don't want to be suppressed anymore. And it doesn't matter what it is. So you can manipulate people based on which agent or aspect you suppress at any given time. Hmm. So if you take a step back and you look at how our controllers have been manipulating us over the ages, they manipulated us from the nuclear family into feminism. They created feminism. And the craziest thing is all of the feminists that were created by their... Invention were men.
0: <laughs> were men in drag? Oh, or were they?
1: Donya Sangha, all of them. I had you no na- idea. Name me one feminist of the sixties and seventies, and that's a dude.
0: You mean the Phyllis so Stifleys what? of the world? They were all dudes. Dude. No kidding.
1: Gloria Steinem is a dude. So they put dudes, I no idea. men in drag, no as women's rights advocates. What they must hate us so much to do things like this to us Hmm. is disgusting but then what they did is they manipulated the women's thinking because of course we can do all the we can be a welder as a woman if we want to what a ridiculous sentiment to think that we couldn't of course anybody can do anything this is bullshit this this
0: do what you want i want
1: to just They suppress and tell you you can't so that you you rebel and say you want. It's psychological manipulation. Then you tear apart a family this way. When you tear apart a family, you tear apart communities. When you tear apart communities, the community is in crisis and will come to their handlers begging for help. This This is how they know to manipulate us. They put us in crisis, so we come to them. This is what they're doing right now. They're making people broke, so they accept the handouts, right? It's the same. So, they've done it with every… So, the same thing. So, what we've missed, my point is, what we've missed is understanding our bodies, our fertility, when we can have babies, when we should be mating, when we should be making love, when we are fertile… When we put intention, so we have conscious conception, which nobody hardly does anymore. I had a conscious conception. Conception. Mm-hmm. Most pregnancies are whoopsies, right? Oops, I got pregnant, I guess, should I keep it or not? Oh, damn, oh, damn, this crap. If you have intentional conscious conception, you don't have this issue, right? But we have created damaged people, damaged institutions that feed on that, meaning like the porn industry and the sex industry, and this free love hippie crap that came out—that mm-hmm. also was part of the psychological movement. To I was destroy there. Us. I was
0: there. It was fun, but I was clueless. I was there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, it's not easy when you're in it. You're yeah. in it, and you think it's something because that you're being moved into a direction, right? And I mean, nobody knows how these bands were created, because they were, you know, they and were. they were. Um, yeah. And so, so here we are, we're at this, we're, we have virtue signalers all over the place who think they know something when they are absolutely in 100% ignorance. They're ignorance of their bodies, they're ignorance of their pa- true power, they're in ignorance of history, they, they think they're fighting the man when they're destroying themselves, you know, they think killing a baby is something to be proud of when it's disgusting, it's absolutely the most disgusting thing you can do. Is murder your own child pretty much? I mean, it's, it's up there. <laughs> um, when I became pregnant, I decided it's not, it's that child. And, and so I'm going to have that baby. No matter what, I'm having that baby. If I got pregnant now, I'd be having the baby. Sure. You know, it, I, there's no way I would ever, ever, ever go and do that. Um, but that would be my mistake because I didn't understand my fertility cycles. I didn't understand that I should have closed my legs that day. You know, there was no self-control, there was no care about consequences, nothing. So that's that feminism mindset and that a pro-abortion mindset comes from imbecilic thinking, comes from a, a very debate based mind, uh, a very sick, usually very sick people, to me, because when you hear them speak, they're not. You can tell they're not right, in the, and they often have the crazy eyes. You know the crazy eyes. Yeah. I can't. am yeah. I'll try to do it. I don't know. They're just <laughs> extra wide. You know the crazy eyes. They're and, not right.
0: Boy, isn't it fascinating that it's all coming out now with this Supreme Court thing too? And it's no accident, right? They I, they planned this whole thing, you know.
1: Oh, they they will put a fire ant wherever is needed <laughs> where, to
0: sting. Yeah, with having a.
1: Oh, we don't oh they're paying attention too much to our scam over here. Look over there, look at, you know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard fighting it out and they yeah. pretend acting and shit. You know, it's uh crazy it's, land. All...
0: it's crazy land out there, isn't it?
1: So, you know, you see, well, you see the crazy psychology, right? So, it's like a this hive mind psychology. And then we have been able to pull ourselves away from being manipulated and we're sitting over here watching this shit show going, Oh boy, how on earth do you help people out of a cult? This has been the question I've been asking myself for like 20 years, right? How do you help? Cause that's what it is. It's uh, mental manipulation into a, a cultural group think, which is a cult <laughs> and they are stuck in a, th- a broken loop of uh, illogical processes. And they're sick generally. So their guts are a mess, which your gut is your clear thinking. So there's that problem. And a lot of people hold on to their mistakes and want to not be wrong. So there's that problem as well. We see that in virology. We see that in all of Because again, it's just ego. These people aren't awake. They haven't had their aha moment. They haven't had their um, Kundalini expansion and, that sort of stuff happened to them yet. They haven't done the self work required, the inner work required to heal themselves. So everything's about the external projection. And I can tell you, I know it because I felt it because I was trained to become a lefty, loosey nutcase like them through universe.
0: What happened? Oh. <laughs> Did we just lose our internet? Oh, hold oh. on.
1: Oh. I guess my internet dropped. Are you there? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, we left you a lessie, uh, lefty, crazy Lucy nutcase. Lefty Lucy stuff.
1: <laughs> <I> th- <Okay.
2: laughs>
0: Somebody pushed a button after you said that.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. So, the lefty Lucy thing, what I was saying is in university, universities ha- have been engendered to push those ideologies onto the youth, the uh-huh. mind of the youth. So, it's like everything's wrong with the world. Money's bad, industry's bad, oil's bad. Um, men are bad. You know, here are our, men are bad. yeah our rights are being suppressed by government, all this kind of you know half truth stuff. and we are the ones we they feed you this rhetoric that you're the generation that's going to make the changes. so they they brainwash you into thinking that it's up to you to change the world, right and they then they let you loose. <laughs> And you join all sorts of cults and clubs and, and uh, try to change politics oh. and change <clears throat> policy and whatever. Uh, but it's all it's all it's all Marxism, um, cultural Marxism embedded in the schools. And we know the Frankfurt School was sort of the beginning of that, where they started to adopt those philosophies and curriculum into our, you know, into North America. And that became the staple of the way we were, you know, t- brainwashed, essentially. And I had to get out of that. I, I w- worked for Greenpeace. I went militant vegan. Oh, I did it all. Oh, I, man.
2: Good for you. I,
1: I had bright red hair and the whole thing. The whole thing. It's all a syndrome. It's a syndrome. So if I see someone with bright colored hair, I know they're diseased, actually, because they are part of the syndrome. I'm now, I'm not. That's not everybody. No, I am just saying. You know what I'm saying? Because that's my first tell is if I see bright blue hair, I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, we know where they were trained in. We know they think they're being original, but they're not. And that's what I noticed in university. They're actually cookie cutter, making us act a certain way for that generational footprint so that they, we do their bidding for them. We're being used and they don't realize it, right? So that was, I woke up out of that, thank goodness, Um, and I began to, actually through Buckminster Fuller, it was Buckminster Fuller that really woke me up to the cult uh, situation, and then I went, I studied a lot of Carl Jung as well, I think that's very valuable knowledge to understand our mind, how we're manipulated, and how we, tend to think our needs and our desires and all that sort of stuff. Um, hmm. And once you've once you had a lot of experiences with tons and tons of narcissists, you also learn <laughs> how you can be manipulated and how good liars really can be and on and on. And so you can break free from it. But the so, whole abortion story yeah. is, uh, is just an implant, a thought implant based on lack of logic and insanity, because there's no need to ever uh, have an abortion other than a really rare circumstance. And, um, and if you, if you are educated in your body, you know exactly those few days a month, you're, fer- you're only fertile. Yeah. You're only fertile, like fertile five like days. A couple of days. Yeah. Five. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, you really, so that, so what, how, and how are the, the question I always have, and I don't mean to insult them, but it's like, most who get involved in feminism are ugly, shit, that <laughs> disgusting, Magnum. zit face, fucking metal all up in them. Like, what? So because you're ugly and and now you're masking it under some sort of other pretense, instead of just looking in the mirror realizing you're beautiful on the inside, if you just took off all the garb He'll and exercise fine. and stop eating junk, you know, then your beauty's there, you know, and you don't have to pretend that you're some sort of righteous person, uh, to cover up the your other limit the other limitations. You know what I mean? So, but they're all warped p- minds, which means if your mind is warped, the way you present in your holographic projection will be warped, you know, mm-hmm. and true beauty is from the inside, as they always have told us. So
0: I think this abortion thing is a perfect uh, time to not take sides, you know, because it's just nuts, the whole thing,
1: you know. Oh, it's it's just being frothed up. We already had the abortion clinics. I don't know why, you know, all of a sudden it's a big problem. I mean, if you look at the statistics of, you know, how many raped women actually get pregnant from the rape, that'll be taken care of. There's no, you don't need to rah, rah, rah about it. It's already there. Um, There's already centers that if you don't want your baby, you can literally open a box in a wall and drop your baby, you know, in a freaking wall. Really? So, yeah, there's baby drop off, you know, places. The elite would love nothing more than to the the abortionists continue to murder babies so that they can have the waste materials and use for their occult rituals and would love the, loves the abandonment of the child because then they get to prey upon the child with their pedophilia and their blood-drinking rituals and all their kind of satanic cult craziness. So that's why they manipulate these mothers and these families to want the very thing that serves the elite handlers.
0: So, Man- what, Amanda Vollmer, if we're getting to the point as some of us are blessed enough to be awake, as many, many people are... Um, are we figuring out that we just can't save the whales or save the save save humanity? That we just have to be more creative at home, like you were talking about, and working on projects. And then maybe people will come to us and say, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you how are you how are you doing?" And then you can help it's them. It's
1: like a dance. It's like a dance, which yeah. I'm always trying to figure out the best you know foot patterns for of uh, being aware of the culture and the world right
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the one hand but also not giving a shit on the other hand right and doing your thing because you know where your mind is all you goes. can do right it's all you can do well well but you're a you're a creator right. you are a, you haven't been made by the creator in order to create you are getting the more responsibility that you show the creator you get more power Right, So the handlers or whatever we're calling these psychopaths, they manipulate the external projection to get their way. That's not the way God, which I call the creator, mm-hmm. intended this to be The other as way far around. as I can feel. It's internal. Everything is the inside out and, and your mind is the holographic projector of your reality. Yes. And if your mind believes that all of this stuff is going on all the time and you're feeding that that um projector image the flicker of light on the cave wall right you're part of it you're making it you're creating the thing you don't want and more and more i'm pulling away from feeding the thought forms and and focusing on the the creations i'd like to see bloom i'd like to see uh the end of green lawns and everyone grows food in their own capacity and they share among neighbors and we uh, let the streets grow over with with farmland again. And we bring back the airships for travel and get rid of the stupid cars. And, you know, we can work on our vision and our community and our knowledge base and our sci- the science that needs to be done, which is a lot of work, our art, our creations, what we bring vibrationally to this place. If we just work more on that, we know we'll create what we want. And Instead of trying to change the existing system, which is hopeless. Which works,
0: we've all tried to do for our life, right? This whole life. We, <laughs> we've all been through That's
1: it. the leftist
0: trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: We're trying to change a broken system. You can't. You can't. You go, I will make it obsolete by my behaviors. And that's where every day it's more and more of this, at least for me and, and the people that I'm surrounding I'm myself with. I'm feeling the with. same
0: way. Feeling the same. I think the great uh, resistance is a boycott. You know, just, no, it's just, that's all right. I'm good.
1: yeah and you have to know what it is for to some extent i think like this is the trick the trick of it like conscious awareness means you know the problems and the sure we're aware of it bad stuff right but you choose now actively this and um so it's not ignorance is bliss no ignorance is bliss is a whole different scenario this is awareness is bliss.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. Because you and I could talk about how swampy things are until the cows come home, because we, we've studied this stuff. I've studied the monetary system. You've studied the metal. You could talk about it forever. And then there's a way to know that it exists, but not affecting you. It's just that, the, mm-hmm. that, that wonderful razor's edge detachment that Buddha called the middle path, or the razor's edge, which is an echakar, my path, the razor's edge, where you're just there and, okay. But it doesn't affect you, right? It just doesn't affect us unless That's right. unless That's we where you want unless we jump in yeah. and we jump in. Well, then you're in, and then you jump back out, and then you're out, and you jump back in. It's just a state of consciousness, right? A state of consciousness. Pretty.
1: Yeah. I, I um, my spiritual teacher, and, and she got this from more Hindu knowledge. Um, uh, is the you have your storefront, so. You're in your creation. So your store is what you create. It's your little, you know, um, magic shop or whatever you're tinkering with in your store. And uh, when you look out your window, the storefront, you see the world, you know, at large and what it's doing. And you may interact with that through the window, right? But that um, you're not meant to jump out the window (laughs) and get lost in the world. You're creating a world within the world. And, uh, and the more that you feed that, that becomes your reality, that becomes your day-to-day. So that means you're fully in charge and fully in control of how your thoughts, feelings, reactions, manifestations. And I think a lot of people um, haven't come fully into their spiritual adulthood enough to see that. And what we're, what we're witnessing is a bunch of teenagers um, you know, having uh, like an emotional explosion all over each other in
2: <laughs> everything yeah. in
1: the the the, well. the world, right? And we're sitting back, going, "Oh, those young ones, you know, <laughs> they'll get there eventually."
0: <laughs> and if you take that further into this whole idea of disease, when you have some guy in a white coat or a girl tell you you have this or you have that, how devastating mm-hmm. that is to people when they believe it, you know, and then. And then you get that loop, and how can they get out of that? You know, it's just it's terrible. It's very challenging, but we do what we can. Oh yeah, and right? it's
1: it's usually through a lot of suffering,
0: unfortunately. Oh sure, yeah, I go through it. Well, girl, man, holy cow, we've been here a couple of hours. What fun! Thanks. That's
1: pretty typical.
0: Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Um, let, let me just put your slide up and tell folks about. Your different websites and and where they can find you and things like that before we go?
1: Yes. Um so uh my creations yumnaturals.store. Um uh, yummy uh yeah, yumnaturals.store and then dmso.store. Um yummy.doctor. So is the domain, that's information, that's where the courses will be. So I'd suggest registering there if you're interested. In the courses so what it will be is uh, modules with uh, uh, step-by-step instructions and then tests at the end so there'll be examinations and then you get a certificate so you can actually learn it to own it to feel oh. you know feel like you have mastered a part of it because what I realized is this is an empowerment journey and what happens if we give our power away all the time to other authorities? When really it's the Creator who's the true authority, and we can argue about semantics all you want, sure. but my my verbiage means that what you uh, the authority means what who you're really beholden to, right? And so you're really beholden to yourself and your loved ones and uh, your and God and and um, not anybody else who pretending that they have some sort of authority over you, Um, doctors, government, whatever. That's false. And uh, so, yeah, the more that we actually take charge of it and feel like we are legitimate, you know, there's Mm -hmm. an ego aspect with that, that we are legitimate, meaning I went and I took Amanda's course, you know, on emergency medicine or on Shivabu or whatever, and now I feel qualified enough to move forward in my knowledge and treat my family or help my friends or whatever to help myself. Oh, that's great. Nice. Um, that's where we're going with that. And then healingwithdmso.com for my book. And there's Telegram channels, Healthy Dose of Truth, uh, or my name. I have like a main channel that goes filters into Healthy Dose of Truth group. and. Uh, and I'm still on, I'm still hanging around, you know, some of the social media places, but I don't really, please don't message me ideally there because I would suggest hard, emailing, yeah, con- yeah email us at yumnaturals.ca if you have a question or need to know where our product is or anything, because the social media, um, they they shadow ban me all the time and it's even hard to respond to messages. They block a lot of my responses. So it's best not to use Facebook or Instagram for communications. It's better to email.
0: I check out your Telegram thing from time to time. It's a trip. Boy, there's some crazy stuff on there. <laughs> you we go are, all the way. <laughs> you go all the way, whatever you want. Boy, it's a smorgasbord of, of things right. going on. you got quite a group on that one. All right, my dear, <laughs> you're going to hold for a second, right? And uh, I'll be right there. And um, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's been an honor. Uh, may the blessings be. And Patrick Timponi, one radio network with Amanda Vollmer. She's great. huh? All right, we didn't do any commercials today. Well, we did one, but I was just having too much fun. So go to our website, buy some products. That's how you support us and make my house payment. And and it's fine. It'll all work out. I love you all very much. Thank you. I will see you on Friday, ten o'clock. May the blessings be. Take care of yourself. You're doing great. You're just doing. You're doing terrific. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com.